Ultra. podcast where we analyze the movie the return of the king one minute at a time i'm cassandra Fredrickson. i'm norman mitchell joining us again today is our friend raiden hello hello yay yay <laughs> it's thursday <laughs> um it's shouty thursday shouty thursday <laughs> today we're shouting about minute nine um <laughs> Which which starts with Sam stepping forward um, towards Frodo and ends with Gollum saying, very close now, very close, and the rest of his sentence is cut off, um, and we get the rest of that tomorrow. But what are they close to? Uh, total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> Just... Just Gollum and Smeagol singing it yes. as, a, as a duet. Yes. Oh, now I want that. I want that so badly. Santa, I've been so good. <laughs> Andy Circus, if you're out there, please. <laughs> if you happen to be listening to our bestow, podcast. Please bestow upon us this gift. It would be marvelous. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're here with Sam's unflappable optimism mm-hmm. Sam why don't you eat oh no I'm good yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want that I, I mean I really don't blame him apparently Elijah would like the Lundus bread no one else seemed to except for Peter Jackson who I guess was always stealing it from the prop table <laughs> and they were <laughs> the director commentary with Fran and Philip and they're just like oh it was you that's funny they they mentioned someone else and they're just like oh it wasn't it wasn't him at all it was you the whole time mm. he was the golem of the set you just steal stealing shit? the lambus bread oh no golem doesn't eat it he can't eat it Peter's just like you know sometimes when you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's a long way back to craft services just see some lambus bread laying there on the on the prop table and you just you just need a quick snack. <laughs> It looks like a saltine. It's a, Elijah Wood describes it as shortbread. Okay. It's like shortbread. So it's like a Girl mm-hmm. Scout cookie. Yeah. But a really heavy shortbread. That sounds good. Sounds right. good, but if that's the only thing you have to eat, besides yeah. the occasional rabbit, and not even any potatoes. The occasional coney. Occasional coney. The brace of them, perhaps. A brace of coney. There's only one way. <laughs> uh, I like this um, exchange between Sam and Frodo. Um, and mostly I like the look that Frodo gives Sam when Sam says, like, very, like... For the journey home. Yeah, for the yeah. journey home, as if it's, like, obvious... And Frodo kind of gives him a look that's like, oh, right, that thing. <laughs> because Frodo is giving him a look initially, like, to make it to Mount Doom? Mm-hmm. Yep, we're going to die out here. <laughs> For the journey home. Oh. Oh. All right. Like, oh, Sam, my heart. 
<laughs> You're breaking my heart, Sam. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> but this is an excellent minute in which to discuss the other member of the cast that was robbed of his Oscar nomination. And that would be Sean Astin. I cannot believe he wasn't nominated. Right? Like, even if they weren't going to nominate Andy Serkis. Yeah. Sean Astin is on screen in all three of these movies. Oh, my God. All three of these Come movies. Come on, guys. And Who else are you going to carried... nominate for Best Supporting Actor? Mm-hmm. I mean, John Rhys Davies, maybe? Just because mm-hmm. it's John Rhys Davies? Eh. But, like, no. But, like, he he carries this movie... emotionally all the way through he goes on this whole journey and he does such a good job and like like I wish there was some way to see like the the entire list of of people of nomination votes because I bet he was probably somewhere in this seven to nine range mm. how do they decide who gets on the list i have no idea um how many people are in the academy <laughs> oh i'm so glad you asked um <laughs> the academy of motion picture arts and sciences has roughly currently around six thousand members Jeez. Yeah. Um. Like. I mean, that is a really large sample size from a purely statistical perspective. It's yes. However, it especially in the early two thousands, it still skews very old, very male, and very white. Yeah. Um. They have taken steps in the past couple of years to address that. But until the very old, very male, very white contingent dies off more, <laughs> it's not a, like like you get kicked out if you're Roman Polanski and Harvey Weinstein, and that's about it. And even then, it takes a very long time. People, I think somebody could correct me on this if they really wanted to, that each branch of the Academy um sends in their nominations for their specific category so actors nominate actors music people nominate music cinematographers and then the whole academy votes on the final and who gets the actual awards mm. um so it wouldn't surprise and then the the top 5 vote getters are the the actual shortlist nominees um so it wouldn't surprise me if Sean was was somewhere in that top 10. And uh, if you really want to get into a deep dive on this, I'm going to shout out the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast, uh, which is excellent. And they discuss movies that when they were announced or when they came out, people talked about their Academy Award prospects. And then for reasons, whatever they might be, these movies didn't get nominated. Um, the first movie that comes to mind when you say that for me is Water for Elephants because I remember seeing that and be like, oh, this movie was made to win Oscars. Yeah, right. Um, I think they've mentioned that that's on their list to talk about at some point. But 
for the month of May in 2019, they did just they just did a mini series of 2003, so movies that came out in 2003, and they talked a lot about how Return of the King swept everything, and they both put on their ideal um, ideal nomination list Sean Astin. Mm-hmm. They did not talk about the Andy Circus of it all, which is disappointing to me. <laughs> but whatever, we already did Cowards. at length. Right? At length. We'll fight them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this had Oscar buzz. It is it is a truly excellent podcast. Sweet. I'll have to check that out. That that sounds legitimately Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And um Joe Reed and Chris Vile, I'm pretty sure I got their names the right order, um, are both movie critics. Um, so they're very knowledgeable and they're able to talk about, they, they both attended the Toronto International Film Festival for several years. Mm-hmm. And they're, they've been able to talk about how, yeah, when this movie was at TIFF, I was there and this was the buzz that happened and then it just died. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so yeah, there's that. Nice. But I mean, just look at what Sean does for this minute. He's like, yeah, we're totally going to go home. Right? Obviously. That's the whole point of an adventure is you go home at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like Mr. Bilbo wrote. Yeah. Yeah. They're in back again. A Hobbit's Tale. We're, We're hobbits. hobbits. This is how our tale ends. We gotta go back. <laughs> and we're supposed to have, like, a pony and a chest of gold. and a... Everything will be fine. And yeah, everything's great. And then our old friends come visit us, and they we, we have a pipe together, and then they go off to... To brood about being dwarves. Then they go off to underneath a, underneath a mountain to found a kingdom, and no. they get killed by a Balrog, and then... Sad. Do you think, you think Frodo... anyone told Bilbo yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> or was he like senile at that point? Just... He had to have known. He wasn't senile for a while. He was. He was there in in Rivendell for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's true. He had to have known. We don't get to see his grieving process over Balin. Mm. I don't know if I want to see that, honestly. Because, like, what other dwarves from the company went with him to there? Went to Moria with Balin? I don't remember off the top of my head. Hmm. I think Ori, Dory, and Nori do. Oh. No. I'd have to, I'd have to look. Dwalin probably does. That's, like, one of the few good things about um, that Hobbit trilogy is, like, putting faces to those names. Yeah. They all have fairly unique designs. Mm-hmm. I only I only don't like a couple of them. Which ones? I'm not a big fan of Bomber. What? Oh, oh, Bomber. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah well. Mostly it's Bomber, yeah. Mm. Dwalin is awesome. Yes. Also, Balin looks like Santa Claus. In <laughs> yeah, he's so wholesome. Yeah. He looks like he just put a little pair of spectacles why, on him that's why, and put the red suit on him. Yeah, that makes that sadder for me. He's a little dwarf Santa. Yeah, because he's, he's like one of my favorites in those movies. 
And like as much as they put faces to a lot of them though, they still didn't do anything to give most of them personalities. It's just like five of them. It's like literally five of yeah. them. Yeah. It's it's Balin and Dwalin, Feely and Keely, uh, Biffer. So it's six of them, and Thorin. Well, Ori's the um no, yeah, Ori's the 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 baby, yeah, the little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the one that's roasting kale? Uh, Dory. I don't know. And then there's the one with like the axe in his head that doesn't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. He's got like the piece of the thing in his head. <laughs> you have a story. <laughs> it's not as cool as Thorin's, but you have a story. But I love that shot of Dwalin in the past with like the two axes and the mohawk. Yeah. That's just like, that's a dwarven berserker and I'm all about that. Uh, we'll talk about those movies eventually. Not minute by minute, because yeah. God help us, but like... We'll be here, we'll, we'll be here uh, all of our lives. It's fine. It's Mm-mm. just... just A couple thousand minutes, Not it's okay. Not about that life, no. I'll leave that to Star Wars and Harry Potter. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll start learning more about that, that, ne- that Amazon show eventually. That's true. Not that Netflix show. I almost, I almost said Netflix, but you know, I'm not like those people petitioning Netflix to can- cancel <laughs> Good Omens, which will be kind of dated by the time this comes out. But that's fine; it's happening right it's now. It's current I... right now, so that's what matters. And it's in my brain, and I find it ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, Sean Astin deserved an, o- an Oscar nod. Yeah, I mean, he didn't deserve to win it because Andy Serkis is also in this movie. I don't know. That's difficult. Andy Serkis' performance, I think, deserves the Oscar more, if for no other reason than it is groundbreaking. It, it The performance as Gollum and Smeagol is like breaking new ground and knocks the performance out of the park, and that's a really big deal. Mm. And I think it pushes it over the edge over Sean Astin's incredibly solid performance. I don't know, but like Raiden was saying, like he is the emotional backbone of this trilogy. Yeah, but if you... As much as, like, if you don't buy into the Sam Frodo relationship, then, like, this trilogy kind of falls apart a little. If you also don't buy into the kind of conflict Gollum creates, this movie doesn't work. Like, they're both so important to the the framework of this movie and, like, the emotional core on the way to the end. Because if you don't buy into the this idea that Frodo is two steps from becoming Gollum, Frodo's journey doesn't work. And without Andy Serkis' performance and the little mirrored things they do and some of their physical work, that doesn't work. Okay, but here's how we fix this, though. In order to preserve the clean sweep, they tie. Is that acceptable? Right. (laughs) That's acceptable. We fixed it! But if you can only give it to one of them, I think it's Andy Serkis. But it's, it's close. It's just what that what this performance what the Gollum performance leads to that really makes it deserving of recognition that's lasting. Yeah, but we have the benefit of hindsight. It's true, but I think people understood how groundbreaking the Gollum performance was at the time. That's why there was such an outcry over him not even getting nominated. Yeah. Okay. And they gave you like six and a half minutes of him in the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sean Astin definitely deserved a nomination. He should be in more things. Andy Serkis? No. Well, yes, but Sean Astin. Yes, they both should. I mean, Sean Astin's doing pretty good for himself. Andy Serkis was... isn't in everything, dude. I mean, at, r- suddenly, yeah. For a little, there was a there's a drought in between uh, 
Return of the King and like the first Planet of the Apes movie where he wasn't in a whole lot of stuff. No, I I don't think so. I I think like headlining, yes, but he's probably just in the background of things. I mean, and yeah. you don't even know it. I'm sure, but like, there's a drought of him like being a big like the one of the big parts of the movie between, and then like he was in Planet of the Apes, and then he's Snoke, and then he was. Oh my god, I forgot he was. <laughs> yeah, and then he's one of the villains in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was in with his face. He was in Age of Ultron as as the same guy. Yep. Like he's been in two MCU movies, and a star and two Star Wars movies. And a Star War. Two Star Wars movies, and then the Planet of the Apes trilogy and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how much you can really say he's in Fellowship, but he's there. Gollum is there. Yeah. He doesn't even have a line in that movie. We I didn't talk about how distance. Gollum has like. Weird little pug breaths. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he snorts and huffs he's, when he's he's, he's running part around. Part of the transformation was he flushed his nose down. Oh, like the the cartilage in his nose started to like shrink and shrivel and yeah. withdraw. Yeah, because he's rotting like a zombie. I mean, Gollum. Okay, Gollum. Yes, Gollum is way past his expiration date. Obviously. Yeah, like if you pulled that can out of the pantry, you'd take one look at it and be like, nope, and throw it like, in the bin. Frodo. God damn it. Why are we here again? Because it makes sense. <laughs> because we know the ring sustains life beyond where it's supposed to end. That wound didn't kill him. And it, But it should have. They say like a bunch of times. Okay, there are lots of wounds that I've had that... And it will never heal. killed me, but didn't because we have antibiotics and stuff. Because medicine, yeah. Right. And that medicine in Frodo's case was we're gonna we're gonna tap a little extra life on there, and and hope it's hope it's enough. And then it's just like oh, but now the elf's magic is starting to fail, and we can't keep you healed anymore. You need to go to the afterlife. You need to pass on properly, Frodo. The whole point of Frodo going to elf heaven is so he doesn't turn into a creepy ghost. Yeah, because he's going to turn into a pure ghost. He's going to turn into a creepy ghost when he dies. He hasn't died. He's got one foot in the grave. No. Yeah. But really, don't we all have one foot in the grave? Aren't we all Jesus in purgatory? But that's why the... (laughs) Okay. I don't know, man. He's dead. He died. No, he did not. He died. We even, he even saw the light of heaven, and then it was taken over by Hugo Weaving's beautiful face. I, I mean, that's, and he was pulled, and he was pulled back to the mortal. That's mortal that's coil. a heaven I subscribe to. But like, like Hugo Weaving with his long hair yeah. and his pointy eyebrows, yeah, just looking down at you like creature of the night from Rocky Horror yep. Picture Show. I don't know. Frodo didn't die. The whole reason he gets on the boat is so he doesn't die and turn into a white. He also, on his way to Rivendell, how he sees Arwen isn't how she really is. It's like her true form. True form. That's a thing that only like spirits do in Tolkien lore, see the true forms of things. But he's still breathing. Yeah, he's half dead. <sighs> All right. He's not yet dead. You got how many right. more minutes of this, Cassandra? <laughs> The, the little of the, the episode or the movie of the movie for him <laughs> to, to continually bring this up. <laughs> We're just casually talking about Faramir. Yeah, see, Faramir is a zombie too. <laughs> no, 
Faramir wasn't dead. He wasn't he oh wasn't stabbed by a mortal blade. No, he was just lit on fire by He skull. wasn't stabbed by a weapon that literally zombifies you. I don't know what was on those arrowheads. <sighs> I mean, if it was if they were Morgul arrows, someone would have told us. I don't know. Okay, so my thing about if we're really if we're really doing this, apologies. Uh but like Okay, so we're doing this. Go- Gollum is sustained by the ring. Frodo had the ring in his possession, so like is the ring sustaining Frodo? Like probably some, yeah. Okay, but the ring is destroyed and Frodo doesn't like disappear into the the wind. Yeah, because he didn't have it as long as Gollum did. But if the magic of the ring is sustaining Frodo's life force, but, Frodo doesn't age. But so is whatever Elrond did. We don't know. Elrond is the greatest healer in Middle Earth. Elrond did some, some He's an really good magic. No, he did. <sighs> oh my god. Are you going to die on this hill? Yes. All right. This is the hill I've chosen to die on. Okay, so I'm going to leap over this hill and we're not going to talk about it again. I'll give you some dynamite for this hill. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> Motherforker. Also, Frodo being a zombie is a reason. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) No, the orcs explicitly talk about Shelob's poison. It's true. But it was a lot for a little hobbit. Shelob usually stabs uh, orcs. That's like the theme of this movie. Yeah, it's true. That's the plot. That's true. (laughs) Oh, man. Right, so Sean deserved an Oscar nomination. (laughs) Eliza's also very good. Yes. And yes. um they're gonna Did he get did he get a best no. actor nod? Who got the no best one actor? Got a for best this? Actor. The only other the only acting nomination this trilogy ever got was Ian McKellen in Fellowship and that was supporting. That's so why didn't, weird. Why didn't Elijah Wood get a best actor nod for this movie? Come on, guys. Well they wouldn't have won everything they were nominated for if well, they the shoulda. <laughs> Who won Best Actor this uh, year? Sean Penn. Who cares about yeah. Sean Penn? For, for Mystic River? Uh, screams a lot. I've never seen that movie. I think I barely even know what that movie is. It's set in Boston. I mean, like, there's a lot of Oscar-nominated and Oscar-winning movies that have no bearing on pop culture going forward outside Most, of Most year. of them do. The fact that, I mean, Lord of the Rings, the return of this movie, winning Best Actor, it's a genre movie, is not really... A thing that happens very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not the since the, the heyday of westerns. Mm. Yeah, and even then, yeah, like a fantasy or even a mystery. The Shape of Water a couple of years ago, aka, sorry guys, I got to do it. The fifth <laughs> movie, <laughs> winning Best Picture over Dunkirk, though, which I don't always agree with. Because Dunkirk was an incredible feat. Mm. Is this is that Cillian Murphy? Is he, is he in that? What, Cillian Dunkirk? Murphy, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. in that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's that. it's Christopher Nolan's. Cillian stable. Murphy just has a face that I just can picture so easily. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christopher Nolan has his people he likes to work with. Mm-hmm. And Murphy is one of them. Tom Hardy is one of the others. Can I put something in front of your pretty face and people will still come see you? Absolutely. And the answer is still yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think we all know that The Return of the King Best Picture was for all three movies 
combined. Uh, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Though I, like, having now watched all three theatrical releases of these, Mm -hmm. I I think I agree with it going to Return of the King, because Return of the King just feels the most complete and cohesive. Like, I, I wasn't missing as much when I watched the theatrical as opposed yeah. to the other two. Also, like, in general, the movie's not, like, it, it, it's just not building the groundwork for another movie. It, right. It's, it's the conclusion. It's the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's yeah. nothing else to all build towards. All of them. All the ends. Mm-hmm. Every single ending. I am so Several excited to talk about, like, all 17. <laughs> all the fade-outs. Yep. Yeah, man, this uh, this movie won 11 Oscars. Could have been 12. Could have been 13. Could have been 12. <laughs> 13. But no, but it can't be 13. It's got to be 14. No, you got to make it an even fellowship. Oh, snap. Wait, how many people are in the fellowship? There's 13. Not nine. Right? No, there's nine. God damn it. Nine. There's nine. There's nine in the fellowship. There are the 13 dwarves. The 13 dwarves and Bilbo. Yeah. And Bilbo. And with Gandalf, it's 15. All right. So just make it around 15. Yeah. You have a Thorin's company of Oscars. Yes. One of them gets to have a little shield. Well, a 13 would be a baker's dozen. Right. That's unlucky. I mean, not if it's not if it's not if it's Oscars. <laughs> not if it's donuts, right? Peter Jackson was born on Halloween. I think he would appreciate it. He probably yeah, really he'd would. Fine. He'd be fine. He'd be fine. I mean, what? Two Towers won four, like four, t- or was nominated for four. I was thinking one. Two Towers was nominated for way more than that. Hold on a second. It only won a handful. It won like a technical Best... Oscar or two. Best score, I think. It won visual effects and sound editing. It was nominated for picture, art direction, editing, and sound. So it was nominated for six and won two. Yeah. They got two towers for their two towers. Yep. There you go. So fel- so Peter Jackson has, you know, at least 13 Oscars associated with movies he made. <laughs> yeah. Fellowship uh, won 13 nominations and won four. Wow. Fellowship won, like... Cost what was it like? Costumes, score, uh, makeup, cinematography, score, and visual effects. So there's uh there's seventeen Oscars among this trilogy. Yeah, yeah, they did okay. <laughs> they made a they made a decent movie. Somewhere Peter Jackson is just like I wish it were twenty. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's yeah. a lot of Oscars. That's a that's a lot of lot of little golden dudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that about wraps up minute nine. And then some. Yep. It's like, oh, we're still talking about this. Um, um, So if you haven't uh, found your way to our Facebook listener group yet, um, and you're still on Facebook, I understand people not wanting to use Facebook, but if you're still on that hell site, um, check out uh, our listener group, Fellowship of the Mic. It's a closed group, but just, you know, we'll add you. Um, I guess... We'll resurrect our zombie Frodo discussion, but only on the group, not on the podcast ever again. <laughs> oh, it's going to come up again. No, no. It will. I'll have other things to point at. And I'm be going like, to See? tunnel under that hill. All right. Under hill. Um, and if you haven't already, give us a, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll appreciate it, especially because we're coming back from such a long hiatus. That'll help uh, boost us up the list and get the attention of new listeners. Um, we yeah. appreciate you guys, new and old. Um, thank you, Raiden, for joining us again, and uh, we will finish out the week with Minute 10. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.